When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcast from pitchables.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 26th, and yes, oh yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Sean Manaya won 3.1 innings of foreign runs, eight hits, one walk, four Ks, seven whiffs, 21% seasons, blah, 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 against the Tigers. Now, the Tigers are really bad against right-handers. Against lefters, they're a little bit better, but still not a good team. This is He's now allowed at least three earned runs in five of his last seven games. His ERA is... Uh, 4.33, whip is 128, and now he gets the Twins, and the major problem for Shamanaya this year has been the changeup and breaking ball just not being what it used to be, the sinker is fine, it's good, and even at 91, it's still alright, it's just, he has not gotten secondary support, and it's tough for me to really tell you that he's going to get that moving forward, so it's up to you, uh, if you want to hold on to that, I understand you should be chasing Lodolo and Aaron Ashby and Reed Detmers and Braxton Garrett and so on and so forth instead of Manaya right now. I kind of feel that way. Um, so do what you need to do here. And speaking of Nick, Nick Lodolo, if I can say the name, six innings, zero and runs, five hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts against the Marlins yesterday. Uh, solid game here as he kept his curveballs down and glove side. His fastball got a lot of called strikes, 18 of them. But he really kind of just threw it over the plate, and the Marlins elected not to swing a lot. I don't think it was exceptional command on that one. Changeups are fine, too. Um, away. He gets the Orioles next, and I think I'm all for that. As long as he keeps the... I, I, well, I think I want to see more high sinkers than I do the low ones. Um, from the Dolux, he has that flat arm angle that allows him to get more rise on that sinker than you'd normally expect. Um, and I hope to see that moving forward where he keeps that up and then really does a Blake Snell blueprint of high heaters and low secondaries. Uh, Zach Greinke did well, five innings of zero and runs against the Angels, but the Angels without Trout. I mean, yeah, there you go. Uh, Ranger Suarez is actually doing interesting things now. Seven out of 15 whiffs on the changeup is off. Finally, we're getting swing strikes on the changeup again. Uh, five innings, zero and runs for its one walk in four Ks here. He has a cutter now. He's moved away from the slider. The slider last year was a called strike pitch that he was able to get in there and never really saw development this year. And now he's issued it for a cutter that he keeps uh, glove sided very effectively. He did here. This could work. Uh, and it gets the Pirates next. I think I'm back in on Ranger Suarez at this very moment. You know, I took my victory lap on him over the weekend at Papalooza. But honestly, Ranger Suarez could have that great end of season. Um, his ERA entering the start was 407. And right now, it's at 384. Oh, three, 139 whip though. But... Still, this could actually be a good run for Ranger Suarez. Consider that one. Uh, Kyle Freeland was on the road in Milwaukee, seven and zero in runs for its one walk in seven cases. Was just to make Ashby's game uh, so that he couldn't get a win. It just ruined, just spoil it for Ashby. Good job, Freeland, I guess, but. I don't really want to do this in any situation. Merrill Kelly, eight innings, zero and runs, three hits, zero walks, and seven strikeouts. He's now lowered his E-rate to 304, which is absolutely insane. Uh, his velocity wasn't exceptional. The change went three for 22 whiffs. He knows 23, 73% strikes. I imagine uh, he's going to get traded. He does get likely one more start against Atlanta. I think that's fine. Merrill Kelly might win the Flenderson. That is the best. I'm sorry, the Holly 
the best Toby of the year, formerly known as the Spider-Man, because that ERA is making you stick around, but the whip is just kind of okay, and strike ERA is okay. Yeah, you're not dropping Kelly, but you don't feel super amazing about it. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, 5.2 innings, 100 runs, 6 is 2 walks, and 6 Ks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really love Syndergaard's arsenal that much. The 8 base runners in 5.2 innings isn't ideal. Uh, but he got 6 strikeouts, and sure, and 1-1 one, one and run, whatever, against the Royals. Uh, Nick Pavetta recovered, I guess, against the Guardians. 5.2 innings and 1 and run, but 10 base runners in 6K. So just take what Syndergaard did and make it worse. <laughs> With some extra base runners in there. Yeah, you're not going to do this. Um, Austin Voth uh, against the, or Voth against the Rays bullpen game. Uh, three innings, one earned run. Don't really care. Uh, Jacob Junis, 4.1 innings, one earned run, three, it's one walk and two Ks. Didn't hurt you, right? All that is totally fine. Four whiffs though, 62 pitches. He wasn't fully stretched out. Hopefully he can get to 75 against the Cubs. The slider was excellent. The change really wasn't. Um... Yeah, if you can get 75 pitches, I think that's okay for five. I'm all right starting Jacob Junis for that, but it's, it's going to be close. He's, you know, he's got a cap ceiling because of those limited pitches. Paulo Espino against the Dodgers. Four innings, one and run forward, zero walks, two Ks. All right, but just one for 43 whiffs on the curve and four seamer combined is just not what you want. I really want him to be a guy that I can trust in, or not trust, but at least... I desperately chase at the end of August, but he's only 54 pitches and he doesn't, it doesn't feel like the Nationals are really stretching him out. It's kind of annoying. I, I wish they actually let him eventually get to 80 or 90 pitches and I can say, hey, he gets the Pirates today. And you go, oh, sweet. And maybe that can actually work on a Sunday. You know, we're not at that point with Pablo Espino right now. Chris Flexen, six innings, two and runs, four, two walks and five strikeouts against the Rangers. Got the win. Um, good stuff here. Uh, but I, He's not really doing a whole lot that makes me excited and gets the Astros next, and I'm not for that. Uh, JT Brubaker went six innings, two and runs, eight hits, two walks, and four strikeouts against the Cubs. The whip hurts, and I want to be excited about this. You know, Slider had eight for 28 whips, whips, but he also had reduced velocity on about a tick and a half on that in the curveball, and the fastball was down about half a tick, and just seemed kind of weird. I guess the Phillies next, and that could work out. But then again, this didn't really work out that much. It's a bit of a dusty don't only four strikeouts. Sure, the three ERA, but was it worth the uh, 1.67 whip? I don't know. Um, that's up to you there. Uh, and I don't really think that it's going to be that much better against the Phillies with a much worse floor possible, too. Uh, Adrian Sampson was on the other side. Seven innings of two and run sixes, one walk and three Ks. Definitely much better. That's a very good whip um, with a better expressed ERA. Um, as it won another inning, just one fewer strikeup, I think you're okay with that. I am going to blame it on the Pirates, though, and I don't really think that Adrian Sampson is a major thing for you to chase. Um, so don't really add this to the arsenal. We're going to talk about, of course, the entirety of the future schedule. But for Sampson, he would go against the Giants next, and I don't really think that's good enough. That's okay for a desperate Sunday, but, yeah, I don't really love it. Um, Aaron Ashby went. I... Watched every single pitch of this for YouTube this morning. Seven innings, two and runs, five hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts under Golden Gold. 17 whiffs, 41% CSW. Ton of called strikes in this. So, is this the breakout? Has Aaron Ash be ascended to the point of that we've been waiting the entire time? Not really. I know, it's not what you want me to say right now. Here's the thing. I don't think that Aaron Ashby has the command that we've been waiting for. Right, he has the stuff. the The slider has great movement. He has the curveball he throws for strikes. He has 
this change up that Mrs. Bass, the singer, comes in at 96 or so. But there were elements inside the start that really made me cautious that it's going to stick. One, first of all, it's Rocky Road. And they are not as good hitters as other guys are. It's just flat out, that's a major, major issue. Um, second thing, he isn't really working east, west, north, south. Uh, a lot of times, he's just kind of throwing the pitch and where the general location should be and trying to do that and missing a lot. Like, for example, changeups down and away really actually became front door changeups and they worked. They landed in there and it went his way. And this felt like a start a lot of Aaron Ashby's uh, bad luck actually being good luck where he made mistake pitches and they were hit into gloves and not finding grass as much as the other times were in the other times other games we saw him throw excellent pitches and those were uh landing his hits right and in this we saw also the fastball velocity get worse through the start uh it was 96 97 at the beginning on the fastball and by the end it was 92 now that said for some reason the brewers let him go 111 pitches and in that seventh inning entering with 93 i'm shocked that they did I uh, and of course you're gonna see that 94 mile per hour fastball, which arrived around the 50 pitch mark, um, turn into that 93-92 by the end. Um, we only really saw that because he was past 93, and that's something that's over time he'll develop into that. But Aaron Ashby isn't this, you know, this wasn't a start of Aaron Ashby does everything he wants, and the Rockies just could not handle it. You know, there were a lot of tough at bats where they were really close to it, and then things went Ashby's way. And there's some at-bats where he just felt overpowered. I wasn't, I, I watched this morning and I what, didn't find myself laughing with being giddy, right? Giddy with laughter or, or whatever that phrase is. There's sometimes I watch Shane McClanahan and I just put my hands up and go, yep, all right, well, so much for that, you know? And it felt like Ashby actually still was kind of struggling to do what he wanted to do constantly uh, with this. So I am not proclaiming this to be the big breakout game for Aaron Ashby. I'm actually wondering if there's a bit of a trap if those are really jumping at it for this because this was extreme on one end that'd be surprised if it replicates and now he gets boston and i don't know i know that the boston is uh and, you know i know boston's hurt and they're not really in the same place that they were earlier in the season but that could be a trap play so i'm i think i'm more sold right now on nick lodolo believe it or not than i am aaron ashby uh easier schedule for lodolo but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I I know I said in the roundup, go, go, go. I think watching it more today has changed my tune a little bit. We'll see. Uh, Adam Aller, no reason to care about that. Glenn Otto doesn't have the whiffs. So I don't care about that. Uh, Max Freed got really unlucky with the most stupid double I've ever seen that scored two runs. <laughs> Six innings, three and runs, nine hits, zero walks, and eight Ks. Like, don't don't worry about this. Um, Zach Plesak went against Boston. And it was a little disappointing. I wanted him to really kind of have that start where he uh, took advantage of the slider game whiffs and the changeup being good and Boston not being strong. But it was five innings, three and runs, three hits, three walks, four Ks. The whip is fine, but yeah, it's not exactly what we wanted here. Um, so, you know, maybe moving forward, we still are okay with play sack, but this is a little disappointing. Uh, Drew Hutchinson, do not care. Uh, Corey Kluber was disappointing against the Orioles. Four innings, sorry, five innings of four and runs, seven hits, one walk, and two Ks. He got singled out, and that's really it. You keep going against the Guardians. Tony Gonsolin, you know, you, I remember his people saying that he uh, got he's not ruined because of the Stanton home run. Um, but the slider was actually not thrown. That was what he allowed the home run to Stanton on. He was his fourth most thrown pitch, and to me, that is the thing that's, that Gonsolin needs to pair with the splitter is the slider for strikes, and Throwing it 12% of the time just isn't it. 
I, I'm a little weirded out by it, but we'll see. Uh, you keep rolling with uh, Gauntlet. I'm just going to hope it's him having this weird off day. Uh, and then there's Jacob Rizzi and Trevor Rogers. Trevor Rogers, you can just give up on. Maybe he'll go into the minor leagues even um, as Luzardo comes back and Edward Cabrera and whatnot uh, because he needs something to to figure out with the slider and the changeup. The fastball's actually good. It's just the ch- slider and the changeup are just not. And this, yeah, not going to happen. Uh, Jacob Rizzi has gotten progressively worse with each start against Oakland, but honestly, he gets the Mariners, and I don't think this was the worst Odorizzi. He got worse by the end. Uh, apparently, he was he was fighting a blister that I didn't realize last night when I wrote the roundup, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like Odorizzi didn't pitch nearly as bad as five innings of six earned runs suggests. Um, looking forward to today, tomorrow, and of course, Thursday, because it is Tuesday. I have the, these two days ranked, and I'll talk about Thursday later. Um, because check it out on the site. But what I have is McClanahan, Rodon, Aaron Nola, Pablo Lopez, Luis Garcia, and Spencer Strider's auto starts with Strider. I think the ceiling is just too high um, to not go for it. And he still gives you strikeouts when it isn't as good as you want it to be. Um, the problem with start here, it's Jose Brios, Clevenger, Montgomery, and Kirby. Kirby coming back from the uh, in the minors against the Rangers. I think it's okay. Uh, I think you're all right doing that. Everyone else, I think, is a pretty clear one. Especially Brios against the weekend uh, Cardinals lineup without Arenado or Goldschmidt. Uh, Hunter Green and Taiwan Walker in questionable start. Green being a cherry bomb despite it being Miami. And then Walker being more dependable, but it is the Yankees and that's the best offense in the majors. The do not start here. I'm not starting Frankie Montas because he only threw 53 pitches last time and it's against Houston. So he has a capped ceiling already, probably around 70 pitches. Uh, and, you know, it's against Houston. I don't really want to start him there. Um, so that, that's not, that's a no-go for me. But I understand if some people just have Montes, you're going to start him. Like, fine, do your thing. Uh, Spencer Watkins against the Rays is the reluctant streamer of the day. That is in the do not start here. I wouldn't go for this. Uh, but he, I have to choose somebody. I'm going to go with Watkins who has four straight games of one and run or fewer. Uh, Mitch White against the Nationals, someone to consider. Also, Keegan Thompson against the Pirates. I think that Watkins is just in a better place than those other two as they're both inconsistent. Mitch White just... Didn't have good breakers before, and that's very scary to me. Uh, Josiah Gray and Kopech both are intriguing guys, but they both have terrible matchups. Gray against the Dodgers and Kopech in cores. Ugh, Kopech's velocity scares me, and Josiah Gray is kind of intriguing with the breaking balls, but it's the Dodgers, and I don't want to risk that. Everyone else here is just, you're not doing. Jose Suarez, no. Josh McCounty coming back from the COVID IL, no. Dylan Bundy, gosh, no. Dane Dunning, no. Herman Marquez, and so on, and so on. Fourth, even Angel Zerpa against the Angels. I know he had a good start last time. It was shocking, but no, don't do that. Garrett Hill against the, the Padres, no thanks. I'm um, looking forward to tomorrow. And by the way, Ethan Small is going today, but don't do that. It's probably limited and just just don't do that, even though it's Rocky Road. Um, tomorrow starts Corbin Burns, Kevin Gaussman, uh, Logan Webb, Yu Darvish, Luis Castillo, Charlie Morton, Christian Javier and John Gray are all in my auto. Start here, yes, John Gray. He's been so good. He's against the Mariners. And Christian Javier against the Athletics, yes. Kevin Gaussman is number two because of, again, uh, the worst Cardinals lineup. You have the probable start here of Zach Gallon against the Giants. Sure. Not as dominant as Tier 1, but yeah, that's something you're going to be doing. And Tarek Skubal against the Padres. The Padres are better against lefties a little bit, but I think Tarek Skubal is in a better place than the last three starts have looked. Last start was amazing against the Athletics. But I think that that start that really upset us, the four and runs in six innings, I think he actually pitched better than the line suggested. Uh, questionable start tier, Drew Rasmussen, Braxton Garrett, Brad Kelly, Tyler Wells, and Andrew Heaney are all here. Rasmussen gets the Orioles. Garrett against the Reds. 
I can't use them as my stream. They're both above 20% now. I mean, Rasmussen's like 60%. I think Rasmussen's kind of safe against the Orioles. Garrett's a little weird against the Reds because it was against the Pirates the last two starts, and I don't know if the slider will be a double-digit whiff machine, and there's home runs, question marks, and Cincinnati, all that stuff. But all right, and Brad Keller against the Angels without Mike Trout and maybe not even Otani. I feel like that's the best Brad Keller you can imagine. Um, so hopefully that works in six innings or more. Tyler Wells goes against the Rays, and sure, I guess that can be a Toby start fine. And Andrew Heaney against the Nationals, I just don't know where he's at. So it's normally a still ill, but then again, he did go five innings and 19 base uh, total batters faced um, in his last rehab start over the weekend or last week. So, okay, if you really want to go for it, we just really don't know what his, uh, where he's at, essentially. And the do not start tier, I could see Kyle Gibson being actually a questionable start against Atlanta, but he's just such a coin flip and Atlanta can be dangerous, so no. Um, David Peterson, this might be the last start we see of him, and he goes against the Yankees, and I don't want to do that. Um, you have Cal Quantrill against the, against the Red Sox. Maybe the Red Sox are worse, so okay. Maybe Quantrill doesn't. Lucas Giolito is going into course. No thanks. The velocity is just too scary. Nathan Boldy, his velocity is so far down. I don't want to do it against the Guardians. You have Marco Gonzalez, Cole Irvin, and Wainwright all as Tobies against tough opponents. Gonzalez against the Rangers, and Gonzalez is also a little bit worse. So that's why he's down here, but that's still better than the Cole Irvin against the Astros. He's been on a good roll, but still the Astros. And Wainwright against Toronto just feels so dangerous. Uh, Chris Archer against the Brewers. Maybe he goes five innings, but I just, oh, that's such a cap ceiling. Domingo Herman was really bad before. It might be his last start for the Yankees as they might get someone at the deadline. And the Mets are good. Jensen Junk, Patrick Corbin, and Antonio Sensatella Corbin against the Dodgers. Um, looking at Thursday, Jordan Lyles against the Rays is going to be a do not start. Cutter Crawford against the Guardians. Ooh, maybe a questionable start. I don't know. Uh, Jameson Tyone against the Royals is a questionable. I don't really like it though. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough against the Orioles do not start. That might be a split. It was a split with him and Bettino. Now Bettino's option, so never mind. But that was only like four innings last time, so no thanks. You say Kikuchi's coming back for the Jays against Detroit, but he's a lefty and so inconsistent. I'm honestly do not start. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. Uh, Tristan McKenzie against the Red Sox is a probable start. Red Sox are a little bit worse. Tyler, and- and- Tyler Alexander, ugh. Tyler Alexander <laughs> goes against the Jays. Um, no thanks. Uh, he's starting again, but no thank you. Uh, Brady Singer against the Yankees. I don't care. No, not doing it. Cherry Bomb and the Yankees gonna, could destroy it. Uh, they just need to guess right against Sinker and Slider once, and bam, it's a home run, right? Uh, Jose Rikidi against the Mariners uh, is a probable. Shoei Otani against the Rangers is an auto. Logan Gilbert against Houston is a questionable. Spencer Howard, no thanks against the Angels, even against the Angels, no thanks. Jordan Holloway, oh man, that's been a while, no thanks. Holloway. Um, Zach Wheeler, obviously, against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Justin, Justin Steele, if you want. Top of do not start. I really don't like it. Same with Graham Ashcraft. He just really hasn't come through. Uh, Zach Thompson's do not start against the Phillies. Arania against the Dodgers is a no-go. Tyler Anderson, oh, and Coors, bottom of questionable. Ugh. And Alex Wood against the Cubs. Can I stream Alex Wood against the Cubs? I would do that everywhere I could. I'm looking at it right now. Um, oh, gosh, no, 60%. Jeez, okay, I take that back. Um, I love that one. That's a probable start for me. Uh, so I guess the streaming pick of the day is going to be Cutter Crawford against the Guardians. I hope that works out. But that's going to do it for today. So thank you all so much for supporting what we do. And my name is Nick Pollock. Give me your babas below and your strikeouts high.